0: Walking Well podcast. I'm your host, Jalon Martz. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Your listenership is just like such a privilege. I love being able to give people the word of God and to give them tools so that they can live their lives well. And so I just am so privileged that you include me in your week that you take an hour, 45 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, to just hop in there and hear what the Lord has laid on my heart for the podcast listeners. And that's just super cool. If you're new to the Walking Well podcast, it is a podcast designed to allow us to become the women or the men that God intended us to be by sharing our bot lessons, our bot wisdom, the ways that we've scraped our knee and walked through seasons with the Lord um, and come out on the other side with insights, wisdom, and revelation. And so um this season has not really had hasn't had any interviews, next season definitely will, because I just got so many powerhouse people I'm excited to bring to you. You have no idea. So excited. Um, But we are just gathering around this word to really, especially for season three, examine like our heart and our stuff and the place that we actually live out of, whether that be self-righteousness, perfectionism, having to renew our minds, um, having to deal with fear, all of that. And so the, the past couple weeks, we have been talking about barriers to trusting God Um, and so we've talked about like when you're tired of waiting on the Lord, when you just want your own way, when you don't know God. And this week, uh, the topic is very near to my heart because I feel like only recently I really begun to understand, um, how disappointment wreaks havoc on the believer's life and our faith and our hope. And so I recognize that disappointment is a huge barrier to trusting the Lord. Um, and so we're going to hop into that, but before we do, we should probably establish what disappointment is. And so it's a state or, or fact of being disappointed, but it's really important that we define disappointment, right? So to disappoint means to fail, to fulfill the expectations or wishes of, or to defeat the fulfillment of hopes, plans, etc. to thwart or frustrate. And so um, kind of the what of disappointment is that offense. disappointment is offense toward God we are offended at God. Um, we feel like he dropped the ball that he didn't hold up his end of the bargain. And, um, and a lot of times that gets really tricky, right? Like that is a disappointment. God word is, is a deep kind of, um, I think a betrayal for a believer. I think a lot of times disappointment, um, is something that'll kind of crush a, a very new believer's faith and kind of be like, oh, this ain't, this ain't it, you know? But for established believers, it's really, it's particularly difficult too, because I think a lot of times we're walking with the Lord through things, right? Like, Lord, I'm talking to you. I'm checking with you. You're, you're counseling me. And this thing still went left. It still went sideways. It was not what I anticipated. um And that's hard, you know, because you kind of find yourself like John the Baptist, like, man, I, I tried, to, I was doing everything right how I end up in jail. Like, what's that about? You know? And so we're going to really look at kind of what you need to know to move through disappointment and not be knocked off by it. Um, And then kind of some things that you can do to get your footing and to get your faith and your hope and your love back. Um, And so I really, I want to kind of start with this thought that disappointment is how the enemy or sometimes our feelings frames the facts, how um, it kind of colors hope yet to be seen and how it creates a narrative around unforeseen change or how he creates a narrative around unforeseen changes um so like uh if yeah, you guys know i'm a therapist so i love bernie brown Um, And in her Netflix special, she talked about an exchange between she and her husband where there was just like mass miscommunication happening and they paused and were like, okay, so the story I'm telling myself about your behavior and what that means about me is X. So like, as we're having this exchange in my brain, I'm filling in blanks. Oh, you're ignoring me because this this, isn't this. I don't get in this bathing suit anymore. And so you're just like completely grossed out by me. And it's like, it's not anything anybody said, Right. It's how the blanks are being filled in, in our own minds, the story we begin to tell ourselves. But with disappointment, disappointment is the story that the enemy begins to tell us about who God is and who he's not, if that makes sense. And I know sometimes it's like, well, no, I'm my feelings are actually disappointed. Cool, 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 cool. He weaponizes that those feelings to create a breach, to create disconnection. Um, and so there's some key things that you have to know, right? And I'm speaking from experience with disappointment. And that's, this is the other thing about disappointment. It is nothing to play with. Um, It's something to address immediately, very quickly and head on, right? Um, And I'll tell you a little bit about kind of how I walk through and move through disappointment later, but just know that it's nothing to play with. Like when you find yourself like kind of like fear, disappointment is nothing to let sit in the soil of your heart. It just ain't, <laughs> it just isn't. Um, And so some key things, right? The first thing that you absolutely have to know is that God does not lie. Um, you guys have heard me on the podcast before talk about Stranger Things because I love it. And it's really the only slightly scary thing that I even begin to entertain. But I think season one between the two main characters that had, you know, love interest between themselves. Um, they were friends first. And there was this line that they would say, friends don't lie. Actually, I think it might have been this past season. It's fine. In one of the seasons, it was friends don't lie you know and it was it was said as kind of like an admonition like hey friends shouldn't lie and if we're going to be friends there should be this understanding that friends don't lie but i had this moment a couple of weeks ago where like the holy spirit just kind of ministered to me and was like hey god does not lie like not that he shouldn't god does not lie and it kind of just hit my spirit a little bit different like yo everything that you say in your word that's truth and everything that enters into my spirit that says the opposite of that or denies that is a lie because God does not lie. And a lot of times with disappointment because it's, um, you know, some life didn't shake down the way that we anticipated or, you know, um, we haven't yet seen the thing that we're hoping for or this thing changed and I didn't think that that was gonna happen. Uh, sometimes we we adopt these these pseudo, tr- these these fake news, these fake truths about God where it's like, you know, God left me, God abandoned me, God doesn't see me um God tricks me um God's withholding good from me he doesn't you know like we have we the, again the in, the story the enemy begins to tell us falls along the lines of God left you he lied he didn't tell the truth he's not who he said he was right and in our hearts we begin to accuse God reason like God you didn't you're not you said you would and you you did you said you protect me and i got in a car accident what's that about you know um there are all these different scenarios where we can say that God did not hold up his end of the bargain where we could accuse him in our hearts. Lord, I was talking to you about this relationship and I felt like it was, you gave me the go ahead and now we're broken up and I'm heartbroken. What's that about? You know, God, you said that, you know, I was supposed to be whole and healthy and like, what's this, can- like, what is this cancer? Like you didn't hold up your end of the bargain. You were supposed to, and you didn't. Right. And so I kind of want to start with the, the truth which is God does not lie because sometimes these experiences happen in our lives and they, they come to rival truth, right? And it's not that you don't see the facts. It's not that reality is not reality. It's just that as believers, we we live life on earth as it is in heaven, right? And so even though life happens because life happens and I'm not going to get ahead of myself, we, we submit ourselves and we, we trust in a higher reality, which is God reality. We submit ourselves to a higher consciousness, which is God consciousness. We are aware of and always plugged in and attuned to who God says that he is. But reality and life sometimes comes to try to bully that and like, no, 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 I'm truth. What you see in front of you, that's reality. That's real. All this other stuff, I don't know what that is, but what you see, what you hear, what you can put your hands on comes to try to, try to con- convince you to release truth and to bully your faith, really, to try to squash and intimidate your faith. Um, and so I want to assert truth. Truth is that he never left you. Hebrews 13, five, I've read it on the podcast before. It's definitely one of my favorites, but it bears reading again. And, you know, Hebrews 13 is talking about how to kind of conduct yourself in church. And this is a scripture that kind of starts off talking about like money and the love of money and all of that. But it, it falls into this really beautiful uh, just affirmation about God's forness and withness, right? So, um, Hebrews thirteen five in the Amplified, let your character or moral disposition be free from the love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions, and be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. For he, God, himself has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up. Nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. I will be with you wherever you go. And we see that littered throughout scripture God's foreness. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And so, regardless of how life is shaken down and where you find yourself, God has not left you. Okay. Like, and that's a reality I had to come to for myself. Like, with my relationship with the Lord, because there was a season. I told you guys about this when I felt like I wasn't feeling God anymore and I had been so used to feeling God and God had was starting to switch me over into knowing him for myself. Um, And the the narrative that the enemy told me was God is not faithful. He's left you. You've sinned. He's, he's departed from you. And that's not true. And it wasn't until a couple months ago that I sat with the Lord and was like, you know, I I just felt like you left me, (laughs) I'm getting ahead of myself again, but I felt like you left me. I felt like in those moments you didn't even, you didn't prepare me for this switch and this change. And just God and the way that he is perfectly sweet and capable just was like, but I didn't leave you. And then brought me through these different pockets of my life where I saw him clearly and was like, you may not have felt me, but I, I did not leave you, right? Um, so he's not left you no matter how alone you feel. He's never far from any one of us. And that's, that's the Bible. Um, the other thing is God didn't trick you. This, I think is particularly difficult for believers that are like vets, right? We, we talk to God, we walk with God, we seek counsel, we do all the right things to make sure that we're on the right pathway. Um, and somehow whatever we're praying, seeking about, didn't shake down the way that it should have if we did all the right things. Um, And the enemy will tell you that God lied. God tricked you. He can't be known. Even if you feel like that's what he said, you know, this is where you are now. And he didn't tell you about that, did he? Um, And I just, a couple of scriptures, um, Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Um, It's really important that, I mean, the goal of of discouragement, of disappointment is disconnection it's to get you to disconnect from God. It's to accuse God in your heart and your heart of hearts so that you separate yourself from him because God is not going to separate himself from you. Like that's the, f- that's the furthest thing on God's mind. That's not even on God's mind. Um, but the goal of disappointment is disconnection that the enemy is trying to convince you that God is not faithful. He's not truthful. He doesn't have integrity. He's not who he said he was. His arm is too short. He can't say what good is God if he can't keep you from cancer? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he wants to tell you that story. Um, and in in walking through life, there's some other kind of foundational truths, but the, I just need you to know that God didn't trick you. He's not tricking you. He's not got to be quicker than that. Like, that's not who he is. It's like with Abraham, when he, God told him to sacrifice Isaac, like God didn't change his mind. God never was never about to allow him to sacrifice Isaac, right? But as far as Abraham knew up until the moment that the angel cried, stop, I'm supposed to sacrifice my son. But the fact that God then revealed the next step or the next phase or the next look for him is not that God changed his mind or was tricking him, right? Um, that was just the the piece of the the journey that God had revealed to him. Okay, I need you to take your son up here. That's a, that that's your next instruction, right? And then when Abraham got to that point, God gave him the next set of instructions. Don't do it. Look over here to your left. There's a ram in the bush. We're good. Um, And so we have to just stay connected. We have to have to stay connected. God is not trying to trick you. The other uh, verse I kind of want to drop is um, Psalm 25, 10. And it talks about all of God's paths are love and mercy, but they're also truth and faithfulness, right? God doesn't lie. He's not tricking you. All of his paths are truth and faithfulness. Um, And so then the next thing that you need to know about God not lying to you is God is not withholding. He doesn't withhold any good thing from those who walk up rightly before him, from those whom he loves. God is not withholding good. If you didn't receive it, it wasn't good for you. If you haven't received it yet, it's not the right time. I've had so many people in my life over the past like three weeks talk to me about timing. They're like, timing is everything. Timing, you just gotta be, you have to wait on the Lord's timing. And that I think sometimes trips us up because again, the story the enemy wants to tell you is it's not going to happen. God's not going to do it not true. God is faithful. There are so many people in the Bible that waited a long time for the things that they were believing God for a long time, but there's so many people that still receive the things that God promised them. And so let that encourage your faith. It's not that it's not going to happen. It's not that God is holding back your blessings because he most assuredly is not. If you know how good of a father he is, you know that that's not the case. Um, and so the other truth. So there's some some foundational statements. So we know that God doesn't lie. And under that, we know that he's never left. He doesn't trick us. He's not withholding. Here's some other things you have to know when you're dealing and handling, um, dealing with and handling disappointment. The first thing is that God is your best bud. Um, Psalms 23, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In the Passion Translation, it says, the Lord is your sh- my shepherd and my best friend. I don't lack anything. I have everything that I need. Right. And so God is so for you. Um, Luke 11 is one of my favorite chapters because it talks about God being a good father. Like if earthly fathers think they're being good in disciplining and giving good gifts, how much more are heavenly father who absolutely is the best good? Like earthly fathers compared to God are wicked, right? Like that's how good he is. That's how for you he is. He's team you. He's pro you. Um, and so you have to settle within your heart and your mind. Like God is is for me. Everything that God does is inherently good. He's for me, Right. The other thing that you have to know is that life is a beast. It just is. We live in a fallen world with fallen people. Like John 16, you will have trouble in this life, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Um, Psalms 23, again, it says, even though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, I will f- fear no evil. Like hard times are kind of inherent in the human experience. They're kind of just part of it, unfortunately. Um, and so life, sometimes it just throws you a curveball, and you're just, you're not immune to it. It's just life. It's not God doing anything to you. It's not like God, you know, is initiating chaos in your life. No. God, good, devil, bad, John 10, 10, right? And so, like, if there's a car accident, it's because you live in a fallen world with fallen people and fallen systems. It's not God. You don't have to charge it to God's account because he's like, yo, from the beginning of time, I've been trying to be good to you. That's I've I've just been trying to be good to you. And on that note, um, I've been saying this and I just, you know, I guess I feel reckless. God doesn't punish you. I think everybody needs to know that all the punishment that the sins of the world are worthy of God laid on the back of Jesus. Um, And so even when you mess up, he's not punishing you. A lot of times he's like, hey, we need to talk about that because that's got consequences because you only reap what you sow right so if you continue to violate wisdom you're going to create chaos in your life because wisdom violated is chaos created um and so if there's an outworking of of consequences or chaos that's just kind of part of the game it's not like god going i need to teach you a lesson god would rather humble a man by revelation than reality all day long he'd rather you receive his truth all day long and be transformed by the renewing of your mind than having consequences come tear up your flesh and hurt he, he'd rather preserve you from that, quite honestly. Um, so <laughs> life is a beast. Sometimes life just happens. The other thing, sometimes we find ourselves in situations that are the result of people's choices. It's not fair to like charge God with that. Like, that's not cool. It's it's people. It's adults. You know, I work in um, the foster care system and I can get frustrated really easily because so much of what's happening in the kids' lives is because of the choices of the adults, Right and so many times just I mean literally their place in foster care is the result of adults choices and sometimes our lives are like that like we find ourselves in places because people have choices people can choose to be in relationship or out of relationship with us people can choose um, to do the right thing or the wrong thing and a lot of times when we're connected to people, their choices impact us because that's just how this goes. Um, and so sometimes that disappointment with like, if you feel like, man, people are just, they suck. They just keep betraying me and I can't trust anybody. And like, this is stupid and Christians are the worst. And I don't want anything to do with this God thing. This is, this is crap. Um, That's probably people. I don't think God did any of that, you know? So like, yeah, you know, check your, check your disappointment at the door. It's not Jesus. It's not the Lord. Um, the other thing you absolutely have to know, uh, sometimes things just don't go the way that we think they should. Um, and on that note, let's talk closed doors, right? So you guys, if you follow the podcast, know my story about how I really wanted to, you know, be a therapist and work in therapy. And that door hadn't opened for me until December of last year. Um, and it was so easy to feel like God was holding out on me. Like, God, why can't you just oh, you know, I get to just give me a therapy job. And I had interviewed for a couple of jobs and just constantly felt frustrated. And now working in therapy um, at the place that I'm working, I realized there was a timing thing, even with personnel, like who my supervisor is and who my coworkers would have been and finances and all of that. There was a timing aspect to that. But then there was also a character development aspect to it for myself. There, was, there were places that I interviewed at that I am thankful to God I didn't get a job at, that I, I didn't get the callback like grateful and so um sometimes with closed doors we want to pout and we want to be mad and it's like god you're not working this out for me like i'm preparing i'm over here studying i'm being the best that i can be and this door is closed yeah because it's not god's best for you and maturity says, I trust the heart of God so much that I know that if he's not granting that to me right now or with that person or in that place or in this season, that he knows something I don't know. He knows what I don't know, right? And I can trust that his heart is good towards me. And that if it's not happening happening for me right now, it's because it would not be good for me right now. And so I'm going to rest and settle my soul in knowing that God does not withhold any good thing from those who walk uprightly before him. And that's not just saying like, oh, I got to make sure I'm walking right. Like, yeah, you do. But like we're not in an earnest system. That's not where we are anymore. We're under grace and God has already done what he's going to do. And we just walk into what he's called us to and we be who he's called us to be out of the fullness of understanding that we are heirs of God and heirs of salvation, um, that we have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead on the inside of us. And so when we walk in our identity, we walk in who we actually are. I mean, we're already pleasing to him. We are. He is pleased, right? Um, and so like New Testament, he doesn't withhold good from you, Period. Because you're his son or you're his daughter he he longs to get you know good it's your father, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom right and so um it's not that god is is holding back it's not that this door being closed is like his punishment um getting everything you want isn't always good there are y'all listen, there are so many things if I look back at sixteen year old Jolan, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you didn't answer that prayer Jesus. You knew, <laughs> you knew, and so even now at 26, I can be like, God, I want this, Lord, I want to be, I want to do this, and I want to go here, and I want to do that. And it's like, sometimes it's like, not right now, you know, down the road, we'll do that. I, I got some other things I need to furnish you with, and other times it's like, nah, girl, you don't want that. Mm-mm. You think you want that because that looks like it's good, but I know what's under the hood, you don't want that. Let's keep moving, you know. Um and so I can settle my soul down and go like, "Okay, Lord, I trust you because I know you." And because I know you, I can trust you. Amen. Amen. All right. So last thing that you need to know. Oh, two things. Your circumstances are 100% temporary. Life is just a bunch of seasons seasons smushed together. And so where you are right now is not where you always will be. Don't allow the enemy to lie to you and tell you that you're, this place where you are is forever. You're always going to be single. You're never going to have kids. You're never going to get that job. You're always going to be struggling financially. The sickness is always going to be a problem in your body. Your parents are always going to be at odds with each other. Like, no, this is just for right now. This is just where you're at right now. What you can be doing, though, is praying and declaring the word over your circumstances. Because they're temporary, why don't we just... Build some muscle while we're here. I'm going to focus on meditating on the word and speaking truth over this situation because it's 100% temporary. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to steward my authority well, right? Last thing, um, the devil is a liar. Anytime his mouth is moving, he's lying. So like, I think we have this really unique ability to identify when he's talking to us also. There are moments where you're like, man, I know it's the devil, but it sounds kind of convincing. Y'all, he lying. He's just lying. And so be wary of when he starts filling in blanks and telling you a story about God, about your life, about your identity, about God's character and God's nature that goes contrary to what you know from scripture, from the word and from your experience with the Lord. Be wary of that because he's he's lying to you. Don't buy the lie. So what's our do aspect? Y'all know I'm practical. Um, First thing you need to do is air out your wounds humbly. I have humbly in parentheses. So like we've talked about the need to be honest before God, especially in that, an episode, um, titled come to me. Um, it is so like, honesty is a prerequisite to breakthrough. If you can't say like, man, God, I really thought this was him. Clearly not. Dude is crazy. Um, what's up like that? I'm just, I'm kind of confused. Lord. Uh, and for me, like I had to say, God, you know, like I went to grad school because I felt like you opened that door for me to walk through and I'm not working in therapy. Like I feel some type of way. Right. And it's not even that you go like, man, God, you said such and such. You said this, and that, and the other. I did this because you told me this was good. Like you lying to me. That was a bold thing. Like, not that you, cause like your posture is everything. You want to come humbly and be like, God, I thought this is what I thought. Right. And so I really planned my life. I moved with the confidence and it, it just felt hard. Like the, the fact that I stepped out here and it didn't shake down the way that I really thought it was going to shake down. And I'm over here like holding this bag of like hurt feelings. Ah, like what's that? I just, I don't, I just, I don't know what to do with that. Like I, I have hurt feelings about it. Um, and I say that you air out your, your wounds humbly because your perspective is limited, right? Like there are so many things that you don't know kind of like Job and Job was like God I'm righteous you how you gonna let this happen to me and God was like skirt where do I put the snow when it's not snowing okay so you don't have all the answers is what I'm trying to say (laughs) you know you don't know what's going on behind the scenes and so sometimes it just takes that like man God I can air this out with you I just need to be honest with you and tell you where I'm at and how I'm feeling um and then you gotta know that you're fallible like we are feeling after God at best. You know, um, I think it's First Corinthians 13. It talks about all of our information, all of our knowledge is like fragmentary. So we are really just feeling after God trying to get it right. And so whenever we have an issue, whenever there's like fallout, it's never the vine. God is perfect. It's usually our connection to the vine, our feeling after. Like these are fumbling attempts. We're, we're staggering trying to get it right. That's okay. But you don't want to like roll up in the throne room like, yo, You need to answer some of my questions. Like, no, (laughs) that's not how we do that. No. Um, We come humbly and we air out these wounds in in the throne room, right? Um, The other thing you have to do is you have to fill the hole with truth. So I feel like with disappointment, um, it, it comes in these, like I said, like the enemy begins to fill in the blanks about why something didn't happen and why it went this way and why this person died and like... All the, all the like unmet expectations. He comes in and starts to weave the story about unmet expectations. And it's, it's in those spaces. If you, if you don't know how to flood those spaces with truth, the enemy comes and fills them with lies right? And it undermines your faith and it eats away and erodes at your hope. And it creates disconnection between you and the Lord. Because like, again, how can you trust somebody that you feel like is untrustworthy, that you feel like has lied to, you, has let you down, has left you with all this disappointment? You don't. <laughs> so there's this, you, you initiated disconnection there when you allow the enemy to fill the space with lies. And so you have to come in and fill the holes with truth, Right. So if if the accusation in your heart is God, you left me, get all the verses that you can find about God being faithful and sticking closer than a brother. And, you know, like everything that you can find to fill in that space um, so that the enemy doesn't have the opportunity to create soul sickness by infusing you with disappointment and discouragement. So you need to fill the hole with truth. Um you got to reframe whatever that accusation is and lay the truth, fill the hole with it to bring you back to a place of sobriety of, of like, you know what, God, it didn't go the way that I thought it would, but you promised to guide me continually. And so I'm going to lean into that in this moment where I'm like, I don't know what happened, you know? Um, and the third thing that you do is you got to spend a lot of time with God. Um, I had this thing go down where I was like, man, God, I was seeking you. And this just kind of fell apart right in front of my eyes. And I felt like I was asking you about it the whole time. And I don't, this just, it just imploded and I feel like a fool. Um, But as I I did the first thing, right? Like I aired out my wounds with God, but I kind of skipped step two and three. I didn't really fill the hole with truth and I didn't really spend a lot of time with God. I kind of did this thing where it was like, I was asking you about this And it just blew up in my face. And so I don't even want to spend time digging into it because I feel like I can't even trust your voice right now. Let's just move on. Don't, we don't even have to get into it. Let's just move on. Okay. And, you know, that was like the worst thing I could have done because it was almost like it just left room for the holes to be filled with the enemy's narrative. Um, And so even though I wasn't like actively accusing God in my heart, it was like these little seeds planted. In the soil of my heart that you can't really know God and he might flip on you at any minute and you might think, you know, that's where you're supposed to go. But later on, it's like, nope, you know, like tricked you. And it wasn't until earlier this year where I was like, oh, my gosh, wow. Those those that story, I never confronted those lies. They kind of just sat dormant. And then when I got to a place where I needed to believe that God was true it was such a struggle when I was walking through torment and had to believe that the blood was enough and that the scriptures were true. I really believe that those seasons of being disappointed and not addressing it and filling the holes with truth um, gave birth to a struggle of unbelief. Like, man, I got to believe this word now. And it's like, it's hard for me. And I've never had a hard time believing the word of God. But these seeds, they, they lay dormant in the soil of my heart and and really gave birth to unbelief later. I didn't see the harvest on it until I needed to believe that God was true in this area. I didn't realize that the enemy had sown um, lies that God was not to be trusted in my heart. And and then, you know, when I need to trust God, I find that it's like, I don't know that I can do this. I really actually am finding myself questioning the integrity of the word and the integrity of God. Where is that coming from? Oh, the disappointment you didn't address back here. I just sat up in the soil of your heart. That's where that came from. Um, and so what I learned to do recently was to come and sit before the Lord, you know, and not disconnect. Because even though I was like, let's just move on, it was still disconnection, right? It was still, I don't really trust you no more. <laughs> I don't, I, we can't even get into it. I don't really trust you anymore. We don't need even to open it. Why? I don't, I don't trust the words coming out of your mouth because I was asking you about this before. And so then later on when it was like, oh, okay, wow, God, I have years of disappointment stored up. I need, to, I need to air that out with you. And so like sitting on my patio in the middle of the summer going, God, I felt like you left me. God, I felt like you misled me. And for the Lord to go, well, you know what, Jalon, you actually really wanted that thing. And I, I told you to walk this way with your hands kind of wide open. And you were like, nope, this is the end of the thing. That's where we're going. You know, like it allowed God to address the issues himself and, and really go, well, you actually believe this and that's why you move that way and i i didn't even tell you to do that you know and sometimes god isn't necessarily just like let me point it let me put it back on you sometimes he's like yeah i know that sucked Hmm, it sucked i'm sorry you know um but he's always going to address the lie there you may not get answers to why something happened the way that it happened but he's always going to address the lie always and when you allow god to address the lie that bridges those gaps it's like oh you are who you say you are you did not leave me you didn't trick me and you're definitely not withholding from me um and so like I just encourage you like disappointment this feels very cursory in the sense that disappointment is such a deep kind of topic but y'all know me I'm always pushing you to Jesus so like this isn't really supposed to (laughs) be your answer it's supposed to be a little kickstart on a journey that you and the Lord go on to explore your own stuff Right, and so I think we all go through places, seasons. Sometimes, even we have events where we're like, "Man, God, I feel like you didn't do what you said you were going to do. Like you weren't to me like who you said you were going to be to me." And like I started off saying, it's nothing to play with. Like disappointment is one of those things you definitely want to address head on um, because it's not a matter of of if; it's a matter of when. There will come a time when you have to believe God and you'll find that unbelief has been sowed into the soil of your heart because you were disappointed and and never got around to being like, okay, Lord, we got to fill the gap with truth. We got to fill these breaches with truth about who you are and who you say you are. So I encourage you to really take a look at your life. Again, if you're like, no, I'm not really disappointed. Cool, 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 cool. Put it in your back pocket. Y'all know I always tell you to do that. Um, but if you're like, yeah, no, there's some stuff. There, there's some stuff. Sit wherever you sit alone with the Lord, with your journal, with your Bible, and and start like pulling that stuff out. Start just airing it out and, and being honest. Um, because on, again, honesty is a prerequisite to breakthrough. You're not going to get anywhere saying peace, peace when there is no peace. That's not real. Um, so I encourage you On our second to last, maybe, episode of season three, man, like we've been digging deep, but uh, disappointment is a deep, deep well to dig into. But I encourage you to hop in that with the Lord, um, because it's rich. Again, when you sit with the, with the lies in the soil of your heart, man, it makes trusting God and believing God so hard. And like, you know, I think I read to you guys the scripture when we first started this, you can't get anything from someone that you distrust, um, You can't get anything from from the Lord when you distrust him. And our whole life, like John 15, is being vitally united to the vine. He is our life source. Um, And so I think there's a lot of disconnection that happens because of disappointment. There's a lot of people walking away from faith because of disappointment. And we are supposed to be living this life in relationship. And so if you've never given God the opportunity to, to prove himself to tell you who he is and and to affirm for you who he is not even tell you or to prove but to affirm like no I am who I said I am. life will switch around people will switch up on you all that other stuff will come and go I am exactly who I said I am um, you're missing out you're missing out if you don't allow God to do that and to get in that stuff with you because he wants to be in that stuff with you. So as you roll up on your Monday, remember that couple of things um, Instagram connect with us. We are walking well podcast on Instagram on Twitter. We are walking well pod one. I think you can search walking well podcast as well, and we should come up. So follow us there. Um, we will have a Facebook page soon. So make sure you stay connected to Instagram or Twitter. Cause I'll announce it there. <laughs> um, and if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, wherever you listen, Google play, Stitcher, um, Apple podcasts, Spotify, um, I think there are a couple other we should be on iHeartRadio radio soon definitely subscribe um so you always get the freshest episodes when they come especially when season four kicks around because let me tell y'all season four is not anything that you want to miss like all the amazing people there are things that i have said on this podcast that have come from people that i'm connected with i just didn't shout them out i know in that shameful um but like i'm connected to some amazing people and i am so excited to bring them to bring them on for season four um I'm stoked. Like we're talking about all the things. We've spent a lot of time internally. We're going to be talking about how to live your best life, like externally in all the roles and all the spaces and all the places. Like it's, I'm so excited. Like y'all, it's going to be so good. So definitely stay connected and subscribe wherever you listen. Also rate the podcast and review it. Leave your stars. Tell us what you love. Um, Five stars, please. (laughs) Um, Review it. Tell people what you love about it. Share it with your friends. If it's been a blessing to you. Um, there, there's been one woman who has just been constantly sharing it and I'm so grateful to her. And she's been just telling me how many people she's been sharing it with. And it's been so awesome. Um, because like, again, like, man, share the light, spread the light. If it's been good to you, I guarantee you, you have people connected to you that, you know, like are going through similar things and can, and can get something from what the Lord is sharing, um, through the podcast. And so definitely share it if it's been good to you rate, review, share, subscribe, like, follow us, all the things. Um, But as you go into your Monday, especially as the holidays are wrapping up, I just want to remind you to breathe. Um, It gets really crazy. And sometimes just like the tension builds. Um, So like the therapist in me is like, breathe, make sure you guys are taking, taking deep breaths and taking care of yourself, man. Like sleep when you need to sleep, rest when you need to rest, Um, say no, when you need to say no, amen, that's biblical, Jesus wasn't always with people, he went out into the hills to pray, recharge, make sure you are taking care of yourself, okay, you only have one you, one life, and you got stuff to do, like, you got assignments, you got callings, you have giftings, you have people that God has assigned you to, you got to be tip-top shape, so. I encourage you, make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Make sure that you're staying plugged in and connected to the Lord, spending your time with him, staying filled and and filled up because you have got to give out of the overflow. You can't be scraping down at the bottom of your barrel. Stay filled up, stay full of worship, stay full of adoration and keep your eyes fixed on the Lord, man. Run your race and run hard this week. I love you guys. Bye.